Thank you, Joyce. I got up a little late. I've been rushing around. It's very nice to just sit for a moment and be still and listen to that beautiful fugue flute music. Well, good morning, everyone. My name's Johnny. Welcome to the Unity Center for Positive Living's Online Services. I'm glad you could join us this morning. And now it is time for the Daily Word. I'd like to read to you from the Daily Word with today's opening message. Today's message is forgive. I extend forgiveness to myself. Throughout my life, I have forgiven those who have hurt and disappointed me. Even though I have learned to be forgiving with others, I may still find it difficult to forgive myself for mistakes I've made, disappointments I have caused, and commitments I've broken. Today, I open my heart, and with love and compassion, I forgive myself. I remind myself that everyone makes mistakes and deserves understanding and forgiveness, even me. I remember how the prodigal son's father received him with joy when he came home. This joy is mine when I let go of self-condemnation and finally come home to myself. But while he was still far off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion. He ran and put his arms around him and kissed him. And that's from Luke 15:20. Now, if you would all please join us in singing the Surely the Presence while Joyce leads us. Thank you, Joyce. Thank you, Joyce. Now it's time for our opening statement. Let's all say our opening statement together. There is only one presence and one power active as the universe and as my life, God the good. 
Now it's time for our welcoming song. Please join us in singing while Joyce leads us in our welcoming song, Danny Boy. Thank you, Joyce. And now it's time to greet our neighbors. Now that we are online with Zoom, please turn on your gallery view to see us all here so you can wave and acknowledge each other. Don't be shy about seeking out new people to chat and ask their permission to introduce themselves. I don't see anybody new here today. I oh, just, just wanted to welcome the people throughout the country who have chosen to spend their Sunday morning with us. Thank you. Our pleasure, Tom. All right, now it's time for our announcements. Please raise your hand and then mute yourself if you wish to announce anything. I'm looking for hands, but I don't see any. Okay, well, we've got one announcement here. Grandfather's Medicine Wheel Teachings on Thursday at 6 p.m. on this Zoom channel. And this week, we'll be learning the lessons of snake, thistle, and malachite. And now it's time for our unity statement. 
let's say it all together. We believe in our oneness with all life and the power of love. We teach universal principles and values as taught by Jesus and others revealing the one God presence. We practice prayer, meditation, and service to be conscious of our oneness in God. Now it's time for a song of joy. And Joyce will lead us in our song of joy, My Wild Irish Rose. Thank you, Joyce. And now it's time for a reading. Today, our reading will be given by John Davis, all the way from Arizona. There you go. <laughs> yeah, there's a whole, there's no really no gap in the, you know, in between here. <laughs> That's all an illusion. Uh, I'm going to read something out of one of, well, actually, I've got two. We unpacked our books here recently, and I've got one from Don Knight called Return to Wholeness that he wrote back in 2007. And then I've got another one here that's 2012, I think. I don't know if that's the last one he wrote or not, but I hadn't even read that one because it was given to me by the church uh, for my Father's Day being the, one of the most kids or something like that. <laughs> anyway, uh, I just wanted to share a little bit out of it. Uh, <laughs> He's got something here in the last chapter of this first that was written in 2007. It says, seeing the Christ in others. And the practice of seeing others as Christ is a must. If you want to know the love that brings oneness, uh, he says, literally, it is our salvation. Uh, the practice of seeing others as the Christ is a must. If you want to know the love that brings oneness only the one self and many making up the one self the one self the christ the anointed one of the self when we don't see others as the christ we deny them and ourself our divine heritage uh, and then in afterthoughts he, he wrote a little bit more over here uh, 
about the negativity that you know that's in the news all the time and they always focus on the on that that part of the news so much but he says the latter choice of bringing peace and more wholesome life in our day-to-day -day part of of living to uh to you know just don't focus on that see the christ see the the hope and and in his last book here that i have it's called let the good times roll he says the long dark night of unknowing is ending the new light streaming in is exposing everything and all that is not useful will pay as the dead energy powers the good of all a new paradigm of living in the wholeness of one's being will serve the wholeness of everyone and wholeness will command all earthly men a new age prevails catch the light sign seven arrows and banner from the future mm -hmm. uh you know i i enjoyed uh our brother don i i don't know if he's even still alive for sure no i never did hear if he's passed on or not but uh he had some good things to say and i just uh it was brought to my attention when i un hadn't even read this one book the son of god sayings and it's so true that as we see the positive and the goodness in all that that is you know as we all know that our thoughts and the way we see things is what we project and the more we learn that and the more we pay attention to that the greater will be our time of peace and joy within our own being no matter what's going on out there we know that what the outcome is and i give thanks for that to have that knowledge and that understanding that there is no limit to what our future holds for us and it's good it's peace it's joy it's love and fellowship like we have thank you thank you john yeah i have one of don knight's books here at home that i got from the church it's absolutely wonderful i don't know how easy they are to get a hold of but when we all get back together i'm more than willing to share mine with everyone now yeah. it's time for a meditation song so please join us as Joyce leads us in an old Irish blessing.
Thank you, Joyce and Phil. And now it's time for our affirmations. Please join us in saying our affirmations together. I am the love of God in expression. I am truly thankful for all the good I already experience. I am growing more prosperous with every day. I am healthy, active, whole, and happy. And I am always growing and expanding into the fulfillment of my potential. I am at peace knowing that everything I need comes to me at the perfect time. And now it's time for the Lord's Prayer. Uh, this week we'll be doing the traditional Lord's Prayer. We're going to all say it together, please. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And leave us not in temptation, but deliver us from error. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Thank you, Joyce and Phil. But now it is time for our speaker. Many of you know we are privileged to have a different speaker each Sunday of the month. This morning we are blessed to have Grandfather Roy Wilson inspire us with his teachings. All right, take it away, Grandfather. This is the month of March. One year ago this month, we started this Zoom church meeting. We've been on it for a year now. <laughs> Uh, some of you have told me in the past that you enjoy the Indian legends that I tell and how I see them in this Bible. And I haven't told an Indian legend for some time. So today we're back to tell another Indian legend. This one is a Cowlitz legend. And it begins, it's a story of Raven. Raven was standing by the edge of the river fishing for salmon. Raven hooked a big salmon. It was too big for Raven. It was dragging Raven into the river, the water. Raven's grandson saw it. He came and he rescued Raven. He said, let that salmon go. You don't need it. I've got plenty of dried salmon that I can give to you, more than you need. Then he said to his grandfather, Raven, my wife has disappeared and I don't know where she's gone and she hasn't returned back home. Raven, grandfather Raven said to his grandson, 
I know where she is. The enemy came and captured her and took her to their island far from here, five days journey from here. And I know where she is. If you prepare enough food for me, you can write on my feathers on my back and I'll take you to her. So grandson, he guided all the food that they needed for the journey. And they, Raven took off. He said, now I'll fly high, but when I get hungry, I'll come down close to the water and you will feed me and then we'll fly high again. Well, if I told this in the way you would in an Indian longhouse in an old traditional way, I'd probably take about five minutes to tell the story of these five days journey, but I'm gonna make use what I call uh, Indian legend shorthand and tell you simply this, it's the same story over and over every day. And tell it in the Indian way you tell every time during the day that Avon would fly down low to the water and be fed and fly high. It would become like a broken record. So, so we'll just kind of make that, that you know that they went for five days and finally landed on the banks of this island. And Grandfather Raven said, now this is where your wife is, but I want you to go and hide so she can't see you. And so he hid a little bit. Here came his wife down to get some water from the river bank. And she saw Raven, grandfather, what are you doing here in this foreign country? What is your purpose here? Says, well, I brought your husband here. We want to take you back home. Uh, but you have to get, gather enough food for the five-day journey. And don't let anybody here know that I am here, why I am here, that your husband is here. That's our secret. Oh, she was green. She spent time gathering. In the meantime, while she was gathering food, people in the, in the, there on the island, they saw Grandfather Raven. Oh, what are you doing here, Grandfather Raven? What's your purpose here? And he said, oh, I'm just going to and fro. I'm hungry. I'm looking for some people who'll feed me. <laughs> Didn't tell anything about grandson or how it's coming for his wife. Just kind of let it pass over. As the time went by, she had enough food then for the five-day journey. And her husband came out and she saw him. Oh, she was so thrilled and so excited to see her husband. They loaded onto the Raven, grandfather Raven's back and they had plenty of food for the journey. And so the five-day journey back to their Callus River and Callus home where they live peacefully together. Now you probably wonder, now oh, grandfather, where in this world are you gonna see that story in the Bible? <laughs> well, we'll start off with, if you read your Bible and you read in the book of the Revelation, that it speaks of the wedding feast of Christ and his bride. 
His bride? Yeah, and what was his bride? The church? The church is the bride of Christ in the scripture. And so as we look at time, we, we notice also, what is why is the man hiding? In other words, why is God hiding? Why is Christ hiding? Well, then comes in the truth that God never drives us into and forces us into serving him. We must come on our own will, on our own volition. We must be gathering the food. Oh, and what is raven? Raven in the legend is the spirit of God. And raven is one that comes and and gives us our instructions and all. And we can either accept that or not accept it. We can be busy gathering the food. That's our service to God. Many people never serve God. They never worship God. They are hidden, they are gone. But as I look at the scriptures again, this service to God reminds me of the Old Testament prophet Isaiah who said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind. Wow. Then Paul the Apostle he reinforces that in his this epistle to the Romans in chapter 12, where he says, present your bodies as a living sacrifice unto God, which is your reasonable service. Wow. A living sacrifice. That's the same thing as the loving God with all your heart, your soul, your strength, your mind. As I look at our church, I look and I see how many of you have been serving God, loving God with all your heart, your soul, your strength, your mind. Look at the great work that Joanne has done in our midst throughout these years, giving herself to God and serving us and feeding us in her own way. Uh, look at the work that Tom has done, that Penny has done. Ah, oh, there, there's John and Sherry. John when, and they and Sherry when they lived here, he had his a piano, and how often he would serve us by teaching us some of his own songs that he wrote. <laughs> I could go on and on. There's Audrey. Oh, uh, once every month she gives us some fantastic spiritual feast with her unity te metaphysical teachings and all the color and everything that she has. I could go on and on, uh, Joyce and Phil, uh, uh, Daria, uh, you, you are all giving yourselves, but are we giving all that we could give? And I'm including myself in all of that. Well, what's that number five mean in that legend? 
is a part of callous numerology. To give you an idea about numerology, biblical numerology, okay, the number seven is the number of completion and fulfillment. In the Bible, God created the earth in six days and rested on the seventh for the work was fulfilled and completed. Or you could look at the story of Samson, seven locks to his hair, but in his hair, when it was cut, he lost his power. Seven was the number of fulfillment and completion. Look at uh, uh, Solomon's house of wisdom, the pillars on seven, seven pillars to his house of wisdom, full and complete wisdom. You go on and on. Seven in the Bible is a number of fulfillment and completion. But in Callus numerology, that's the number five. Five is the number of fulfillment and completion. If you have my book on Callous Indian legends, you'll find that there's some over about 200, over 200 times, the number five is used in various legends. And so in this one, the, the work of five days, bringing us to our reunion as the bride of Christ to Christ was complete and fulfilled. <laughs> In five days, we were back home. Home with God, is that our eternal life in heaven with God? <laughs> uh, it's, uh, it, it's, it's real interesting to see this whole story unfold. Hey, when we look at this, I think of another scripture. In the Old Testament, the prophet said, speaks of God talking, and God says, Wherefore, I have loved you with an everlasting love, and therefore have drawn you to me in loving kindness. Oh, he, he draws us to him in loving kindness. That's the story in this man going for his wife, drawing her in loving kindness. It reminds me of another parable that Jesus told. There's so much of this story, it's in the Bible. Uh, the one, this one here, in a parable. Parables are legends, another word for legend. And we, in unity, we look at all these metaphysically. And this particular one has been, I, I told you this story probably about seven years ago on a Sunday morning. This parable has been misunderstood, mis preached by Christian preachers everywhere. They call it the parable of the prodigal son. It is not a parable of a prodigal son. Those of you who have attended college and taken uh, English composition classes, you remember that day when the professor taught you the, the construction of a paragraph and that the first sentence of the paragraph is the paragraph sentence. And it tells you what that whole paragraph is all about. The rest of the paragraph simply uh, adds a lot of information to that first sentence, the paragraph sentence. And that parable does not begin with the first sentence saying, now there was a son or a young man who went prodigal. No, it says, now there was a certain father. That parable is about the father, not the son. 
You simply know the Father better in this parable because of the Son. After the Son, who wasted his inheritance in riotous living, was living and nothing could be more horrid for a Jew than to be living with pigs, the swine. But there he was feeding the pigs, the swine, and he desired to eat even the husk the swine were eating, came to his senses and said, if I returned to my father and told him I no longer deserve to be called your son, and just take me as one of your slaves, he said, he thought to himself, I'll be fed well, I'll be clothed well, I'll live a lot better than life than I'm living now. So he took off on his way home. <laughs> yeah. Now some of the neighbors probably saw him trudging very sick and weak up the old dirt trails of home. Thought, boy, wait till the old man gets a hold of him. Is he gonna give it to him? But the Bible said the parable that Jesus told said, the father saw his son coming afar off. And what happened? Did he just simply wait for him to come? Oh, did he just take slowly walk down? No, the Bible says the father ran to meet his son, threw his arms around him, hugged him, welcomed him home, took him back to the home, gave him a good bath, dressed him in the best robe of the house, go through a great celebration feast for him. That's the God that loves us. Loved us with an everlasting love, with loving kindness drawn us unto himself. Oh, it's time to come out from hiding and allow ourselves to greet our God in the presence of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Oh, uh, as we prepare to go into meditation, I have mentioned how all, all of you, I have seen you in your service for God. You haven't been just pew sitters. Many churches that I have pastored, I'd have those that would be in service gathering the dried salmon, the raven, in service. But I would also have a lot of them that they would do. I just call them pew sitters. They, they never saw them doing anything in any way in service to God. But with you, I look at all of you and all of you that I know, I've seen you in service. I thank God for each of you. But is it possible? Oh, yes, it is. Possible for what? Is it possible that each of us could serve God even more than we have, presenting ourselves as a living sacrifice unto God, which is our reasonable service, loving God with all of our heart, spirit, soul, mind. So we're gonna go into meditation for a couple of minutes in total silence. As you go to the center of your being, let us each ask ourselves, what are more ways that I could give in my love to God in serving him? What ways could I serve that I have not yet done? Let us meditate.
close, Kakwa. Back to you, Johnny. Thank you, Grandfather. Just a moment here to get back to this world. The other one? Okay, here I am. All right. Thank you so much, Grandfather. Now it's time for our offering. While we aren't physically together in church to collect our offerings, we want to thank everyone who has donated to Unity by Mail. We appreciate any checks sent to the church at 800 South Pearl Street, Centralia, 98531. We also deeply appreciate all the ways you give of your time, talent, and treasure, as Grandfather just spoke about. As we hold our offering in our hands and hearts, let's say our offering prayer together. Here we go. Divine love through me blesses and multiplies all that I have, all that I give, all that I receive, and all that I am. And now it's time for a blessing of thanks. Let's say the blessing of thanks together. We bless these gifts and send them forth to heal, bless, and prosper. They are evidence of our faith and belief. They do good work in the world and return to us multiplied abundantly. And so it is. And now it's time for our healing prayer. If you would like to focus our collective group healing energy for someone, please raise your hand, unmute yourself, and tell us who it is, or just hold them quietly in your heart. <laughs> members of our community have requested we send out healing prayers and energy to the members of our communities who must deal with basic human needs while living without a home. And I don't know if Dave still needs our prayers. I don't see Susan here, so I'm going to give a shout out for Dave. Let's all send our prayers his way and hope he's getting better. Beloved Mother, Father, God, we ask for the highest and greatest good for our brothers and sisters and endeavor to see them through your eyes, knowing all is in divine order. Amen. Now it's time for our prayer of protection. Let's all say the prayer of protection together. The light of God surrounds us. The love of God enfolds us. The power of God protects us. The presence of God watches over us. Wherever we are, God is and all is well. Now it's time for a peace song. You all want to turn on your gallery view. Let's imagine forming a circle and joining our hands while we sing the peace song. Go ahead and take it away, Joyce.
All right. Thank you, Joyce. And thank you, everyone else, for making our Sunday service possible, especially Tom, who's really the backbone of all of this, and Penny as well with all of her slideshows. I can't thank you guys enough for all that you do to make this easy for us to have our services online. Stay with us for uh, fellowship um, after service, if you wish. Next week, we'll be honored to have our own magical Eileen Selleck share her journey of exploring our spirituality. So feel free to unmute yourself and talk. <laughs>